Friends, what follows is not for the faint of heart. We bring you tales of the paranormal, human wickedness, the curious, and the bizarre. Please, if you continue, proceed with caution and an open mind. We are the Queen City Creeps. Hello and welcome to Queen City Creeps, your new favorite podcast for all things true crime, paranormal, and everything generally weird. Uh, Today, we are picking up where we left off last week with the story of Skinwalker Ranch. Um, First off, I am going to ask everybody here, say hi, guys. Hi. 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 Um, So, like we learned last week, there's a lot of just weird shit happening at this ranch. Um, And a lot of it, a lot of people think, have to do with aliens. So, what do you remember is your earliest memory or earliest experience with aliens? Like, that you knew what they were. It doesn't, I mean, obviously, I don't think any of us have an experience with aliens. And if so, you don't have to talk about the anal probing. But, like, television shows, oh, songs, movies, anything. That was my favorite part. <laughs> Shelby, if you want to talk about all the anal probing. Scooby-Doo. You think Scooby-Doo? You know, Scooby-Doo, like, uh, Courage the Cowardly Dog. I did watch a lot of X-Files and, like, a little, I mean, like, what Twilight Zone was on at Unsolved 2 in the Mysteries. or whatever. Yeah, there are aliens on Unsolved Mysteries. Yeah. What Scooby Doo for me? I didn't really think about that till just now. Courage, definitely. That show was awesome. Nice. No, I, I just recently rewatched Courage again. It's like, on Hulu, you guys. Are you afraid of the dark? Were there aliens on that? I don't know. I, don't, I liked it though. I don't remember. <laughs> that was a cool show. Yeah, I don't remember any aliens on Are You Afraid of the Dark? But. Goosebumps. Um, there was a show on Disney called So Weird, and this girl was named Fiona, and all sorts of weird shit would happen to her. And I feel like there were aliens at one point that she got sucked up in the thing. So, also Roswell, which was a CW show, Stockton. I don't watch the CW. <laughs> you are such a liar. So, her. Roswell was a show on the CW, and these super cute human-looking aliens showed up, and in the town of Roswell, had to go to high school. I don't remember the whole premise, but I feel like one of the other girls turned into an alien. That sounds like a really bad show. It wasn't great. It really <laughs> wasn't. But it was on for like four or five seasons, I feel like. That's not a good sign at all. But that's whenever like TV didn't get canceled as quickly either. No. Like now the attention mm. span is such that it's like, oh, it's a show about aliens going to high school. I could watch this for three years. No, I'm not doing that. Well, and the main character was like this dark haired boy, right? And to promote that show, he was on like an episode of Buffy because this was kind of like heyday of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And everybody's like, ooh, this guy's going to be the main character on Roswell check it out this week on Buffy. And you're like, this kid's fucking annoying. I don't even want it. But she killed him because he was a vampire. Good choice. Yep. Good. So, I don't know if it was the best cross promotion, but it's fine. Hmm. Uh, J-Bo, do you have any any, any recollections? You know from... I don't. You know I don't. I'm going to have... say she didn't because she was abducted by aliens when she was a child. No. They no, we wiped already, her memory. We already talked about that her family belonged to a cult and that she was taken away from them and had her mind wiped. Like in Men in Black. OMG. There you go. No. Yeah, I don't know why, but for whatever reason, I don't have many memories of uh, my life until I was like probably five. And I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I have 
Who <laughs> has memories of their life before five? A lot of people do. We have. That's the year that Titanic came out. So that was her big one. She that's, remembered that's the marker. Old Jack and I don't Rose. Know what that was. I feel oh, man, like we've I looked it up before. Grade. I'm so old. I went to go see Titanic so, wait, so many times, you Michael, guys. So you do you didn't have um like anything before five either? Like you didn't have any memories before then either? I mean I have a few, but it's not like I can remember everything clearly. Okay, well I, I talk to people who know like things that happened when they were three or four. But you went to like Disneyland, right? Yeah, and I don't and remember. And you don't anything. remember it at no, all. No, I went there twice, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. I remember a time. I remember the hotel, and that, I think that's it. I think that's it. Is it because there was paperwork? Like, is that why you remember the hotel? <laughs> um, can, can I hand them the credit card to hold? Would that be okay? <laughs> I see. I see. Like, you know, our pictures in my parents' photo albums and stuff, but I don't remember a thing. Did you have bangs? Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> So for you've had sure. the same haircut for like 24 years? Essentially. <laughs> that sounds so sad, guys, but it's like true. You guys, so. I got to hold up her bangs the other day to see if she had a fever, and it was a magical experience. Eyebrows. <laughs> I'm telling Finally you, the one part, guys. well, one time in the parking lot when the wind hit it just right, <laughs> bangs went to the side, and I was like, she does have a forehead. You knew that before. Well, there's got to be something we for her eyebrow or her bangs though. to, like, lay on. Obviously. Like, it's obviously not a gaping crater. Yeah. I didn't know. That, that has other smaller spheres coming out of it? Yeah, Like, other forehead chips <laughs> to go explore horses and stuff? <laughs> Anal cavities. It's fine. We got way off topic. We really did. But okay. anyway, yeah, I don't remember any of Alien shows, really. I mean, I know Men in Black, but I don't. I didn't really watch cartoons. I watched maybe a little bit of Scooby-Doo, so maybe that. I don't know. Maybe we should do a Facebook Live event of you watching Scooby-Doo. Why? I don't like Or just cartoons. a cartoon in general. She doesn't like I cartoons. I don't like cartoons. They're just so boring just and stupid. do it full-on clockwork orange style. Just tape her eyes open and make her watch yeah. Scooby-Doo. Yeah. So for Christmas, I got Jennifer in our gift exchange. And I was like, she doesn't have a childhood. So obviously, as this like nice friend, I'm going to get this really nice jump drive. And I'm going to put all of these animated classic Disney movies on, right? That she like needed to see as a child. She opens it and she's like, I don't actually like animated movies. So then she wiped it and like put her taxes on it. <laughs> <laughs> but thanks for the flash drive. I appreciate that. Um, I'd like to say that it's um, the end of March and you got it... T- you gave it to me in December, and I have not watched, um, any, of watched them. any of them. Yes. Yeah. Classy. Wow. Yeah, I'm horrible. <sighs> I'm a good friend. Okay. So, you guys, last week, um, I'm going to go and say right now, if you managed to get this far in and haven't turned us off, um, you actually need to go back to episode five if you haven't watched it or haven't listened to it yet. Because everything that we are referencing right now is... The first part of it is in episode five. This is a second part of a two-part episode. So I will pause while you go do that. Shelby, you need some elevator music. Picking up from where we left off last week, um, the Sherman family has lived on Skinwalker Ranch for about 18 months and have been tormented. Did they name it Skinwalker Ranch? Or no. Is this... It's always been known as Skinwalker Ranch. Okay. That's where, yeah. George, that's where George Lucas lives, right? 
Yeah. Skywalker Ranch. Skinwalker yes. Ranch. Yeah, no That's Skinwalker, where George Lucas obviously. Yeah. Never, That's where he made the Star Wars movies. Neverland Ranch. It was really easy because the aliens just kept showing up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not any like CGI or anything in the first Chewbacca, Star Wars Chewbacca, Jabba the Hutt. Yeah. It's, it's all, it's based on a true story. Mm-hmm. 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 Star Wars. Star Wars. <laughs> true story. <laughs> um, so yeah, the Shermans had lived there for about 18 months. Um, our, they've lost like 14 plus animals. Their dogs were turned into greasy lumps in the hole on the, the ground. Their machinery, weird voices, padlocks, all sorts of shit. If you have, like I said, if you haven't listened, go back to the other episode because I'm not going any more in depth than that. So they talk to the newspaper and it gets picked up by AP Wire and Bob Biglow learns about this ranch. So Bob Biglow's kind of like a, a fancy guy, and you've probably heard of him now because he is looking at putting uh, private citizens into space. Um, he's kind of like a lesser-known Elon Musk, um, probably because he's older and not as, like, schmoozy charming. You know what I mean? Also, he didn't do Teslas. I'm pretty sure it's like a hotel chain or something. Mm. So... Um, But in the early 90s, he was actually putting together a group called the National Institute for Discovery Science. It's a Las Vegas research organization dedicated entirely to the study of unexplained phenomena. And so NIDS is what they call it. The NIDS staff members include highly trained scientists, engineers, former law enforcement, um, people with all sorts of different degrees and experiences. They have, like, retired military colonels, all sorts of stuff on their staff, right? Um, and the organization's big thing is that they do investigate crazy, bizarre experiences that people have, but they have no preconceived ideas about the true nature of the subject matter. So their primary interest is getting at the truth no matter where the truth leads them. Like, they're not going to come in as a big group of skeptics. They're going to come in with an open mind and look at all viable options. So it's very exciting, right? Sounds like it. So old Bob Biglow and his team flew to Utah. They took a tour of the ranch and sat down and talked to the Sherman family. And that afternoon, he offered to buy the ranch outright. Like, was like, I will get you a check right now for this ranch. And his plan was that he wanted to transform it into a paranormal laboratory. So he would keep it staffed all the time and they would study all of this crazy stuff that's happening at this ranch. And somehow he managed to actually talk the Sherman family into continuing living there. Thinking, you know, kind of like what we talked about with the Hinsdale house. Maybe they had something to do with like the spike in activity. Mm -hmm. Okay. And they took him up on it. They actually continued to stay at the ranch. The thing is, is that this place was fully staffed at all times. So, um, it presented to him this really great opportunity to legitimately study a full menu of different paranormal activities. And so that's really what was as appealing to him as possible. And to this day, like, even though they're not actively studying as much anymore, he still owns the ranch and still keeps it staffed. And this was in 96. So... There's that. Um, they wanted to seal off the ranch from the public so they couldn't have people wandering. They put up some fences and it was patrolled regularly. They packed it full of high-tech monitoring equipment and they kept it with trained observers. So people that know how to actually like, keep an eye on different things. So uh, the past couple of years, the events at the ranch were under constant scrutiny And for about four years after he bought it, he didn't talk to anybody in the press about it. 
But um, when things kind of petered off a little bit, he actually released a bunch of information to George Knapp. I think I talked to him a little bit in the first episode or talked about him in the first episode. And his book, Hunt for the Skimwalker, is crazy town. It's on Amazon. We can put a link in show notes if you want to go ahead and look it up. Um, But he actually got to sit and tour the ranch um, and they had him set out as bait a couple of nights, like to see if anything happened. Like, had, what do you had mean him by bait? As bait. As like, bait. He was the bait. He was the bait. Oh. He sat out in a chair in the middle of the pasture for a couple of hours and they just, like, just to see what would happen. Meditating. Oh, wow. Okay. Meditating. That's a callback to the last episode, you guys, it, just it, so you know. It means smoking the reefer. It, yeah, it does. Okay. So all these skeptics were like, this big shadow corporation is going to take over and we're not going to hear anything and there's not going to be any more events that happen, right? Boy, were they wrong. So in George Knapp's book, he says that the activity continued, but it got to be even harder to understand exactly what was happening. So all of the NIDS trained staffers saw the same balls of light they saw the same UFO-type craft that they'd seen, but every time they tried to att- like attempt to f- take photographs, nothing actually turned out. Like, they had video, just blank. just blank. Nothing ever showed up. Mm, yep. I don't like that. Wasn't, so, there a, wasn't there a ship or a craft in the last one that was, like, several football fields long? Like, that uh-huh. presumably yeah. could have been seen from a great distance, but yep. it's only showing up nothing. within the confines of this area somehow. Yep. No orbs, no big lights, no nothing. But they have records of, like, military generals or colonels or whatever that see these things, but they never show up on videos. That's crazy. Yep. The aliens knew. Um, so some skeptics might suggest that such an explanation for lack of photographic evidence sounds a little too convenient. But um, there was an instance on July 19th, 1998, that kind of gives a better idea of the challenges that the researchers faced. So as soon as they actually took over the ranch, NIDS installed three large telephone poles in just one of the pastures. And at the top of each pole was a full package of censoring equipment, and it included multiple video cameras, right? The thought was that they could see and hear and sense all sorts of stuff from different angles, and they were up on top, so they have a good view of all the other things, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, And then these cameras were then connected to the video recorders back at the command post. Okay. So at exactly 8.30 p.m., all three of the cameras on the westernmost telephone pole were disabled. So when the staffers went out to check on what happened, thinking it had just been a shorted-out wire or something, they saw that something had shredded all of the electronic equipment. Wires had been ripped out of the cameras, plastic brackets were completely snapped in two, and the Thick layers of duct tape that had been used to secure all of the equipment had been entirely ripped away. A foot-long piece of TV TV cable was entirely missing. An analysis of the remaining cable showed that it had been slashed with a knife or something similar. Hmm. So we're like, oh, okay, we're going to be able to see what happened. We're going to go back to the command station, check this shit out, right? Because the pole that had been like ripped apart was in complete view of all of the other cameras um the closest pole was about 200 feet away but it would be no problem to see it and they thought that whatever had ripped the guts out of the first camera would be clearly visible on the recording on the second one 
But when they rolled the camera back, there was nothing. Did, At the exact... Did, did the camera show the equipment being destroyed, though, is my question on that. There was nothing visible anywhere near the second telephone pole. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm just curious if what you're seeing is all this equipment just getting torn to shreds and there's nothing there doing it, or if it just wasn't, or if it just blacked the whole thing to where they couldn't see so it. So they could still see the pole. Mm-hmm. I think that from that distance, they probably couldn't see, like, the small equipment and stuff being pulled apart. But it wasn't just blacked out. Right. You'd think you'd at least see chunks of stuff maybe falling off of the pole or something. Yeah. I mean, that's that's where I'm a little skeptical on that one. But. Mm-hmm. So this incident set a pattern, um, and it happened probably two or three other times to different cameras in different locations. I've got a couple more things, real quick, of events that have happened at the actual ranch that they... That the NIDS actually disclosed to NAB, so that doesn't mean that's all that this is that's happened. It's just chunks of it, okay. right? Yeah. So, at 2 a.m. on August 28, 1997, Terry Sherman and a researcher researcher named Chad. Oh, I hate that name. I know you. I do. hate I the already, name Chad. I would not believe this account because of Chad. <laughs> Chad. So Terry and Chad were out in a pasture together alone at 2 a.m. Like you do. Oh. And they saw a dull white light appear out of nowhere in the darkness. Uh, both men watched intently as the light grew bl- brighter. And suddenly the dull light began to resemble a bright portal. Callback to the portals with the little stuff coming out that you kept referring to as poop. Mm-hmm. Alien poop. Uh... Yeah. So this it... one was white. The other ones were yes. orange and blue, right? Yes. And this okay. was like lower too, right? It wasn't like up in the sky. Lower, close was... to the ground on top of the hill. Okay. Yeah. So the dull light began to resemble a bright portal. And at the end of the portal, a large black humanoid figure seemed to be struggling to crawl through the tunnel of light. No. Ooh. It's like the ring. Like it yes. kind of, oh no. No. After a few minutes, the humanoid figure wriggled out of the light and took off into the darkness. And as soon as it did, the window of light snapped shut as if someone had flicked off a switch. No. Yep. That uh, that that's enough to <laughs> that, that's enough to give up at that. Point. Yeah. yeah, it's just like sure. well, uh, like that's you it. still want to buy the ranch, guy? Oh, he's already bought. They the already ranch. bought the ranch. Yeah, this like I'm gonna move off the premises. Yeah, right. I know I agreed to stay on as a consultant, but at this point, there's people popping out of portals, and that's about where I draw the line. Nope. Exactly. Nope. All right, we'll see. So another caretaker for the property was patrolling the grounds early in the morning, and as he walked past a watering hole, he noticed an odd circular impression on the thin ice. Something had carved a perfect circle in the ice. The circle was just under six feet in diameter and seemed oddly reminiscent of the crop formations that they'd seen earlier in the summer. Mm, Like the crop circles. Yeah. The cuts extended only a quarter of an inch into the ice, and the ice itself was still another quarter inch to half inch thick. Wait, is this over a pond? Yeah, like well, a watering hole. It's a watering hole, something small. They're just wanting to ice fish, that's all. Well, <laughs> right. This is normal. The question arises, how could they have done it? Somebody standing on the buddy bank would have left footprints. The only prints were cattle footprints. And the ice itself was so thin that it wouldn't support anybody's weight without cracking. And it was perfect. Obviously, the aliens did that to go ice fishing. Somebody did dangled an alien down yeah 
And they lasered it. Or they it. just, la- yeah, they just lasered it and then just went ice fishing. Mm-hmm. I, I think they do have always just really geared towards ice sculpture, but their father never supported them. So <laughs> they came to this planet and they're, and they're trying to draw, they're trying to, again, they made those cool black lumps earlier. Yeah. Like they're, they're just trying to make something to make their dad proud. Artistic yeah. expressions. Right. And we're not appreciating it. Like we don't like modern art and that's some bullshit. I very much appreciate it. It was, we, a per, it was a perfect circle. Those are impossible to draw. That's true. Let, that's true. Let alone with a laser from like 30 feet up in a spaceship. Yep. Yeah. Believe me, I've tried. Well, Near they, impossible. They had those mocking conversations. Maybe that's the dad and the son and the dad being like, you're never going to be good enough. Right. You're a failure. And it's like, no, I'm going to take over Germany. You'll see. You'll see, dad. Exactly. Perfect. I hate you, daddy. I hate your dad. But then he got mixed up and went to Utah. Oh. Yeah. I would rather be in Utah than Germany. I mean, under alien overlord rule, yeah, me too, probably. A lot more places to hide. Exactly. Okay, so, to date, the researchers have recorded seven distinct incidents involving magnetic abnormalities. Basically, that means that whenever they went to these different areas, their compasses went entirely nuts and couldn't find north. Right? Mm -hmm. So the compasses either spun out of control... Or they pointed straight down into the ground and no one has a reasonable explanation. And this is literally an institute that is open to any explanation. And they're like, we have no clue. You guys, those are just messed up. We're done here. So So, so you say they pointed straight down to the ground. If you held the compass down towards your feet, then that was the direction the needle was pointing. Mm -hmm. So it was basically like the, let's say the Earth's core was going super crazy with magnetism at the yeah. time or whatever and that's what it was reflecting maybe i i'm not saying that's an explanation i'm just saying i, I want to make sure i'm visualizing that's, this correctly yes that's how i visualized it as well okay and it makes me think like maybe aliens are mining under the ground for some sort of weird substance and when it's gone it leaves the earth being magnetic science is hard i don't know you know maybe just maybe that explains all the machinery noises under the earth. Exactly. And the mm. orbs could very well be basically mine carts. Yeah. Maybe, maybe they're sending these little baby orbs down to pick up whatever this thing is they're getting out of the earth. And 100%. They, and yeah. that one got mixed up and got really interested in a horse, and that one is no longer with the company. He can't be trusted. <laughs> <laughs> got fired on the spot. <laughs> oh, absolutely. He ran, ran back through the woods, and it's like, where's the stock of iridium or whatever it was they were mining? And he's like, sorry, man, I saw this horse. And it's like, get the fuck out. <laughs> Just kidding. What about, I mean, what about the Catalanuses? I'm going to go with shipping containers. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, let's not That's beat it. a dead horse. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, there have also been several instances involving some sort of invisible force moving through the ranch and through groups of animals. One witness reported a path of displaced water in a canal as if a large unseen animal was briskly moving through the water. There were distinct splashing noises, and there was a really gross, pungent odor, kind of like wet, dirty dog, uh, but nothing could actually be seen. It was, so, pa- it was a pack of stink wolves. Well, and <laughs> the weird meditating friend from last episode talked about how he could barely see the thing because it was camouflaged. So maybe, you know, the shimmer blocked it. Like, it just couldn't be seen. What was that possibility? The or Stinky Wolves. is real. Maybe. 
I mean, I'm I'm imagining the way that was described. I'm imagining like hippopotamus style. Like this is a big thing moving through yeah. this water. That's kind of how I thought of it too. Somehow bigger than Predator. I know it doesn't sound possible, but maybe bigger than Predator even. <laughs> well, and like when you see like a cattle dog, for example, cut through a herd of animals, when they kind of talk about that, that's what I was expecting. Like you can't even really see it. It looks really cool from certain angles because you can't see the dog. It's just all the animals move out of the way. Right, you just see the path. Exactly. So I thought that was kind of cool. Little little weird. All right. I have more animal mutilations. No. Yay, I thought we'd never come back to this. (laughs) I'm so sorry. Is this as bad as the cow anus one? Uh, Is it worse? (laughs) Nothing can be worse. It's a calf. No. Anus? It's like a baby. Um, Nowhere in my notes does it say the word anus. So I'm going to say no, but it's bad. Okay. You want to cover your ears? No. Okay. All right, so uh, Terry and his wife spent the morning tagging the ears of newborn calves. Uh, I should point out that the NIDS kept cattle on the ranch um, as bait, let's be real. I I assume that's kind of – I was actually wondering that earlier, whether they were going to leave the cattle out there because it's like we kind of need these because these aliens really seem to like – yeah, these, and I I think that it probably transformed less of his, like, high-end animal hus- husbandry type situation and more told just, like, stocking cattle. Right. I like, I'll that. take yeah. the ugly ones. The runty ones, they're going to get ripped apart anyway. What's the big deal? Okay, so they were spending the morning tagging calves, and they put a tag on the ear of a calf born near the ranch house and then wandered out into the pasture to work for a period of about 45 minutes. During that time frame, with the Shermans only 200 yards away, the calf was completely stripped of its flesh. The calf entrails had been placed, almost ritualistically, on the ground, but all of its flesh was simply gone, leaving only bone and hide. There was no blood on the ground or on the animal. Well, there goes my leather jacket theory. I know, I'm sorry. Veal. They're just really clean, though. They are. The, all the blood? Yeah. They're just very clean aliens. Or whatever so, they're using to slice through it is cauterizing it as it slices. Yeah, I mean, that, that's something I'd considered before as far as the really crisp cuts because that's really the only way to do that without, yeah. I mean, basically using a hot knife or something. So the then, laser beams. Yeah, I mean, technology outside of our scope, obviously. Right. Uh, the nice thing is, and not nice, but handy, helpful, useful. I don't know. Say the thing and we'll decide. So, because the team was at the ranch, they didn't actually get anything on film. What a surprise. Um, But the remains of the calf were set to two different pathology labs. And both pathologists concluded that the calf had been butchered by two separate instruments. Something that was heavy like a machete and then something sharp like scissors. Hmm. So. But that quick and that surgical. That's Exactly. uh, hmm. And with no noise. I mean, 200 yards away on a cold morning, like, yeah. you're going to hear out. that. Yeah. Didn't even, <laughs> didn't even get a moo out. <laughs> that was so sad. That is really sad. So a second Poor calf Jennifer. disappeared that same morning after being tagged, and it was never found. In all, 12 calves have met a similar end since NIDS has taken over the ranch. But do they keep full-grown cattle out there, and they're just targeting calves now? Maybe. But they do have full-grown mm-hmm. cattle. Um, one of the things I was reading 
about this particular incident is that there was no noises that were made and it wasn't until like afterwards when the mom started mooing like that sad stressed out mom cow moo um yeah it was it was then that they were like well, what the shit is wrong so they walk back over and the baby is just like ripped apart on the ground so it makes me think like with the the bulls in the trailer that we talked about earlier um there were no sound coming out of them either they were almost like in this crazy hypnotized state where they weren't moving so did they do the same thing to that mom cow too so it couldn't help its baby because a mad mom cow is scary as fuck well at least loud if nothing else i mean yeah oh i think they're scary but i've been chased by a couple well, and that would explain the not hearing the calves move as well if they were yeah. somehow paralyzing them or whatever the case might be before they were. That you means know. they skinned it alive, Shelby. Why would you say that out loud? Because that's probably what that happens. Probably is what happened. So <gasps> Okay. I have one more one more crazy circumstance that's gonna happen. Are you ready for this? So ready. Okay, so on the night of March twelfth. Barking dogs alerted the team to something lurking in a tree near the ranch house. Terry grabbed a hunting rifle and took off in his truck towards the tree. Two NIDS staffers followed in another vehicle. When they got to the tree, up in the branches, they could make out a huge set of yellowish reptilian eyes. The head of the animal had to be at least three feet wide. At the bottom of the tree, there was something else. Uh, Terry described it as huge and hairy, with muscular front legs and, and a dog-like head. And hard to carry. What? Yeah. That's... So Terry uh. fired at both fi- figures from a distance of less than 40 yards. Why is he that close? I'm actually, uh, I'm sitting here wondering about him heading out in his truck to go do this. And the two NIDS staffers are like, Terry, no! <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you! Right, and then Come they, back, Terry! It's like, this guy's gotten real brave since we bought this ranch. He's pretty he was, ballsy. He was, he was not doing great in the, uh, no. in that department beforehand. Well, but, but think about, like, if he does die by this crazy reptilian thing, old Bob Biglow's going to take care of his family. So it's like an extra insurance policy. Mm. Well, kind of. It's just funny to me how he went from, like, you know, scared rancher to I work mm-hmm. in Jurassic Park now or whatever. Yeah. Like that's... I'm taming the Velociraptors. Yeah, no, he's, he's Chris into Pratt. it now. Ugh. Gross. Chris Pratt. Okay. Okay, I thought we were talking about Velociraptors. Never mind. Go okay. on. Anyway. Um, both. Let's see. So the, he shot at the, both of them. He hit the thing in the tree because it fell to the ground and they heard it land really heavily in the patches of snow below, right? So the three men ran through the pasture up into the scrub brush chasing what they thought was a wounded animal, but they never found an animal and saw no blood. A professional tracker was actually brought in the next day and he found nothing. So, well, I say nothing, but they found something. Of course. There was one physical clue left behind. At the base of a tree, they found and photographed a weird footprint. Weird. Footprint. Claw print? Whatever. The print left in the snow was from something very large. It had three digits with what they guessed were sharp claws at the end. Later analysis and comparison of the print led them to find a very interesting similarity the print from the ranch closely resembled that of a velociraptor. Freaking called it. Yes. Oh my god. I knew it. FYI, no one at NIDS is claiming that they shot a velociraptor. That's what I'm claiming. They don't know what it was. They're making no claims of anything. Um, 
And since that point, and since like the interview with George Knapp, like things kind of have dialed back a little and they haven't released a lot of information since like the early 2000s so it is still staffed it's still super private but that's all the information i have on it so they they didn't find any footprints or anything from the furry thing whatever that was it was just the three foot wide lizard velociraptor okay i'm sorry velociraptor with a three foot wide head yes that's my concern on that one um i want to follow it up with visitors are not welcome at the ranch The area is patrolled 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and they, in IDS, um, says that all trespassers will be arrested and prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. Um, Also, the ranch does have neighbors, and they don't really want to be hassled either. There have been a lot of issues of, like, people trying to break in, and it's just been a really, like, kind of awful experience for the neighbors themselves. So, even if this sounds super interesting... Don't go and try and, you know, get on there. Because one, you could be incinerated by a ball of light. Or two, you might get shot. I don't know. Or so. eaten by a, by a velociraptor. Or, or Yes. And why are we immediately assuming that people are breaking into these neighbors' houses whenever everything else in this area seems to not be explained by people? Because it's it's people. Like, they're not sneaky about it. You know what I mean? I it kind of goes back to that Summer Wind Ranch thing where, like, you put a story out into the world and people are like, I want to go explore this. And so they think that they have the right to just do whatever they want. <laughs> do they sing it? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I have a right to explore. It just seems like a really good cover for an alien that wants to learn more about people to try to break into a house while driving, like, a 52 Chevy truck or something that it's, he stole from town. It's actually the kids from Roswell. Like the show. I just think if they had Chris Pratt out there, oh, sweet they wouldn't yes. have to worry. To tame those velociraptors. Yeah, they wouldn't have to worry about this. It's true. I mean, you're probably right, but at the same time, three foot wide head. Yeah, that seems kind of wide for a velociraptor He's head. He's something bigger, a Star-Lord, going Not, into the galaxy. I, I'm just sitting here thinking, like, this is just a chameleon with really big, really big grabbers. At yeah. this point, mm. that's that's where I'm at with it. Like, I like that you're making like grabby, gropey hand gestures. <laughs> like I'm a mime. You look like I'm a mime. <laughs> it's like that's... I'm grabbing boobies or kneading bread. I don't really know for sure what's happening. I'm ripping Terry to shreds. Oh yeah, that's, that's what I'm doing right Man, now. That's Chris just... Pratt will not save you, Terry. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Uh, okay. Well, that is the story of Skinwalker Ranch. I hope you guys liked it. I hope it was worth waiting. A week for. Otherwise known as the saga of Terry and Chad. <laughs> Bros till the end. Mm-hmm. Cherry. Terry and Chad. It's the report Mendel. Oh. Cherry. She yeah. got the way to move me. <laughs> Cherry baby. <laughs> All right. Well, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns about anything that you heard on this episode, if you have any great stories to tell us, please let us know. Um, email us at queencitycreeps at gmail.com. Hit us up on Facebook or Instagram. We are really excited to hear from you. Have a great night. Bye, guys.